0: Hey, this is Joel Oates, lead pastor of Real Life Church, and you're listening to Beyond the Sermon. Each week, we get the opportunity to dig just a little bit deeper into Sunday's message and offer a little bit more truth and clarity to what was spoken and how it can benefit both you and me in our daily walk with Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining us. We're so glad you're here. Let's jump in. Hey,
1: Real Life Church, what? Uh... It is so exciting to be here with you today. My name is Dennis Garcia. I am not Joel Oates, despite what the intro says. Joel is out of town, and I get the opportunity to uh, step in here and lead the podcast today. And we have a very special guest with us today, Miss Lynette Moncrief. Uh, She is our office manager here. She's also part of our our Titus Women and and helps uh, lead our women's ministry. And overall, just uh, an absolute blessing to, to know and super wise. And uh, we are excited to be able to have her on the podcast today and to uh, learn a little bit more about her and learn from her. Lynette, thank you so much for being here today.
2: Hey, thanks, Dennis, for having me. I feel like this is a great opportunity and I feel blessed to uh, be a part of this. And I don't know about the wise part, but I've been around for <laughs> quite a while and, and then able to, um, uh, it's just a knowledge thing that I've acquired. So, so blessed to be on part of the staff, um, and it's a great staff. We love it, but even more blessed to be on the women's ministry team and um, reaching out to all the ladies of our, of Real Life Church.
1: Oh, that's great. And speaking of women's ministry, uh, we, we have a big event coming up this weekend. Uh, Why don't you tell us more about that?
2: Yes, we do. It's a a way to kick off 2022. and we're just going to start off with a brunch. And that's coming up this Saturday from 11. And I'm sorry, from 9 to 11. And we're going to have a great time of fellowship. And we'd love for all of those ladies out there to come and join us. Uh, it's going to be a great time of, of just getting to know each other again. And uh, it'll be from 9 to 11 again, like I said. And there's just a couple more days for registration. So we'd like for you to get out there and, and get on our website and uh, our go to the link that will be on this podcast and sign up because we need to know how many are going to come. So please sign up and come and join us.
1: Yeah, ladies, this is something that you do not want to miss. Husbands out there, make sure that, uh, uh, your wives or girlfriends or, or whomever uh, the lady is in your life is able to come. Encourage her to come, uh, say, hey, I'll take care of the, the kids. I'll take care of the dishes. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll do whatever I need to do to, to make it easy for you to attend this. And registration is closing on the 20th. And so make sure that you uh, click the link in the show notes and that will take you to our registration page. Uh, now, now Miss Lynette, you mentioned that this is kind of the kickoff for, for 2022. This is the first yes. event. What, what other things do you guys have in mind for, for what 2022 is going to look like and, and what you hope women's ministry in general looks like at Real sure. Life Church?
2: Of course, we're going to um, be leading on in some Bible studies that will start in February. We'll have a, a couple of different times for our Bible studies. We'll have a spring session and a fall session. And those will be um, different Bible studies to grow our women in the word. And then uh, we're going to have about four different churchwide events that the women will all be involved with throughout the year. We'll have them quarterly, so we'll have gatherings quarterly for all of the ladies in our church. And then we're going to have some service projects that we'll be letting you guys know about what we're going to be doing in that sense to, to serve the people in our church and our community. And then uh, we always, in the fall, we'll have a women's retreat, so we'll have that again this year, uh, somewhere in, in September, so we're looking forward to that. We always have a great time at our women's retreat up in Bonita Park.
1: Yeah, we, we came uh, in October, so it was right after the, the women's retreat, and, and I remember hearing all the reports from that retreat, and it sounded like yes. like an amazing time, great time. Uh, for our women. So lots to look forward to, lots to go going on here in the women's ministry, in addition to, to other ministries that we have um, at Real Life Church. Speaking of getting into the Word, uh, and you talked about the Bible studies coming up in February, um, we're a couple days out from this past weekend, and uh, I had the opportunity to, to preach this weekend and uh, preach on something that is is very near and dear to my heart, uh, the Great Commission and, and the importance of... Um, Discipleship, but also what what a disciple is, uh, Miss Lynette. As, as you heard that that message, or as you have studied this passage in the past, what are, what are some of the big takeaways for you from uh, that passage?
2: Right. Um, thank you for sharing such a great message, Dennis. It was it was so meaningful and so um, I just loved it, and it was meant so much to me because discipleship is so important in my life mm. as well, and the the best thing that i think i took away from that mes- message is when you described and clarified what a discipleship what it, what a disciple mm-hmm. is and it's not just head knowledge you know and and for a lot of times i thought gosh I just need to know all about the Bible yeah. so I can be that disciple. But it's not just the knowledge. It's it's in that obedience, and that's where it makes such a huge difference. I've been a Christian since I was eight years old, although there was a time in my life that I went to that prodigal child, and mm. um, and I was not in obedience to to my Lord, and, and it made a huge difference. And then he, with his grace and mercy, brought me back into his fold. And... Following him is the most important thing in my life right now. And being obedient to him, that's where you find your, your joy and your peace mm-hmm. and learning to be that disciple. It's not just the head knowledge. And and I love the way you, you clarified that in the message on Sunday. It was such a neat way to present that.
1: Oh, thank you. And and you're talking about this difference between just learning more information about the Bible and and actually experiencing that life Transformation and and how you used to equate discipleship with just learning more information. What was it for you that that helped you make that transition in your understanding of discipleship and your understanding of following Christ?
2: It made me more uh, aware of my just being in love with Jesus. Mm. Um, you can have all that knowledge and not not fall in love with Jesus. And, and if you can fall in love with our Lord and Savior and knowing what He did for us, that gives you that excitement to want to share and tell others about what He's done for them. And so falling in love with Him is is what you do as you get into the Word, as you learn obedience. And then it's not a, a have-to situation. It's because I want to, because I love Him so much.
1: Oh, that's great that you connected that obedience with love, because in, in the New Testament they're they're connected quite closely and they yes. go hand to hand. Like I mentioned in the, the message on Sunday, Jesus says, "If if you love me, you you will obey me," and, and so that's a, that's a big part of it. Um, one of the dangers that that I see and and I've seen in the, in the church when we put such a high emphasis on obedience is the danger to slip into um, like a legalism, correct? right? And and how, how have you been able to avoid that trap in your own life and, and remind yourself that, Hey, I'm I'm obeying out of love, not out of this uh, legalistic tradition.
2: Exactly. I think what makes me always come back is the cross, just Mm. going to the cross and knowing what he has done for me. Um, then it doesn't become a tra- something that I have to do, yeah. uh, a checkoff list. It's when I go back to the cross every time, every time I do that, then that shows me and teaches me that it's out of love that I want to do this, not out of something I have to do because I'm commanded to do so. We are commanded to do it, but when we go to the cross, we know that's the reason is because of what he has done for us by shedding his blood for us that we might have eternal life.
1: Yeah, that's great. I mean, that, that reminds me of that uh, Romans 12, 1 verse Correct. that, that I, right. I used on Sunday, that uh, uh, all that we're doing and all this kind of obedience-based discipleship is um, at its core, it's a response to what Jesus did on yes. the cross. And, and it's exactly. not a way that we earn our salvation or earn favor with God. It's, it's an absolute response to the grace, the grace and the mercy and the forgiveness that we have already experienced, which we could never repay, yes. um, but uh, at the very least, we can give of ourselves to him.
2: That's what he asked of us, mm-hmm. is that we give all of ourselves to him because he gave all to us.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and so what does what does that look like in in your life? What are just some some uh, practical things that you do to foster that relationship with Christ?
2: Right. Well, and I wanted to touch another base when you mentioned Sunday about being the people of hope.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I think there is so little hope in the yes. people that do not know Him, and so that's how we are going to have to. Be that hope for people. And as we stay in the word and as we stay in obedience with him, then we can be that shining light and be that hope for people to look like and look at and say, I want that too. I need that hope. And they're not going to see it in the world, but they're going to see it in us. And if we aren't that shining light, then they're not going to ever know what it is to have that hope. And so I love that Mm. you touched on that, that, Christ is our hope, where we can be the same by shining our light.
1: Yeah, that, that's a that's a great observation, and and I had I'd forgotten I had said that. So you know I'm I'm glad that, that that connected with you because, you know, Scripture tells us to always be prepared to give an answer for the hope that we have. And exactly. right now, living in this COVID world we're living in, um, I was visiting with the pastor a couple of weeks ago, and I said, Look, there's there's two things that people are hungry for right now in this world: hope. And community,
2: exactly. Um, and
1: you're exactly right. You know, we we get that opportunity to to be a people of hope and to be a light and and to uh, reflect the the light and love of Jesus into a right. world. And as they see the hope we have, it gives us an opportunity to share about the hope that they can have in Christ as exactly. well. Exactly.
2: And we keep that hope alive only by getting into the Word, staying in the Word and prayer constantly, and mm. So we we continually build up our hope through those you know daily walking with Him, yeah, in obedience and in seeking Him.
1: Yeah, that's 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 a, that's great word and encouragement. Um, I know that that I found uh, early on in my Christian walk, um, I thought that that time that we had with the Lord had to look a certain way, be a certain way, fit mm-hmm. fit a first a certain template. But I've as I've I've grown and matured, I've learned that. Um, that time can look different for for each of us, right? And based upon our circumstances and and based upon really even our our personality and how we connect with God, uh, what does that daily time in the word and prayer look like for you? How how, how do you um, carve out that time to spend with Jesus?
2: Well, you want to be careful in what you pray for because uh, many years ago, I had asked God to that I needed to get up just a little bit earlier because mm. I, I was running out of time, you know, during the day, and and I just I couldn't find that time I wanted to spend with Him. So He started getting me up, uh, just automatically waking me up around 4:30 or 5:00. Oh wow! Years ago. Yeah. Years ago, and now of course that's been a habit, so I automatically wake up. But that is the most precious time mm. of my life, is that uh, I'm up between 4:30 and 5, and I know that's not everybody's. Bag of tea, but it is what God worked out in my life. And it's been, I've been doing that faithfully for several years. And that is my quiet time with Him, and there's nothing else going on. Mm. And um, that's how I stay in, in my, my word with Him in uh, different Bible studies, different ways, praying. Um, but it's that early morning for me.
1: Uh, one of the things that, that you just said that, that I think is so important for us. Uh, to remember is that you were having trouble finding that time. So you had to be intentional to create that time.
2: Absolutely. Right.
1: It, It doesn't happen by accident, just like, just like developing a relationship with, with another human doesn't happen by accident. We have to be intentional Intentional. about doing that. And and I'm glad you, uh, you pointed that out.
2: And that's our responsibility. You know, people Mm -hmm. have to take that as our responsibility to do that. Then God will provide the way if we will first take that initiative and that responsibility to seek him.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's so good. Uh, one, one last question is as, as we uh, wrap up that, that I wanted to ask you is, is you've mentioned that, you know, talked a little bit about your journey and how you you were the prodigal child for a while, yes. but you came back. Um, tell me about the people and you don't have to give their names, but but that have been instrumental in your Life and your growth, the, those people that have discipled you and poured into you so that you can now go and disciple others and pour into them. Uh, tell me what, first of all, how significant has those relationships been and what are some of the things that um, that you learned through those uh, relationships?
2: Well, I first first have to always say my parents because mm. it always started there. And uh, then making sure I knew, even at a young age, what coming to know Christ is, and what He has done for me, and and their example to me as growing up. Um, so they they were the absolutely foremost, most important people in my growing up, um, as as influential people in my life. Or my parents and I will always, forever be grateful for that. Um, I had some close friends actually that were at Calvary uh, when I started going through that prodigal age, and they stayed with me and stuck through me and prayed for me, and I knew they did. I knew I had family members praying for me constantly through that time. So uh, there's so many that I am so grateful for that would never give up, uh, though they saw some things going on in my life that were not godly but they stuck with me and they prayed for me and they they stuck through all those years and then coming here and finding that same support us uh, in in the church family so it's the most important thing other than Christ sacrifice himself is is that community of people mm-hmm. that come around you and lift you up even through those terrible times they're there for you
1: that's so good. And, and I'm so glad that you mentioned your parents. I did not grow up in a Christian home, so I didn't have a similar experience as you. But uh, for, for those of you that are, that are parents or, or hope to be parents or or even grandparents that are raising your grandchildren or foster parents, whatever the situation is, I cannot stress enough that discipleship begins in the home. Um, the, the reality is uh, what we do at church in our children's ministry is fantastic, as as it is, um, is only a very small part of what it means to to raise up those children to to be in love with Jesus. Uh, we have 168 hours a week um, when you take out school and activities and, and things of that nature, parents. Uh, you probably get a solid um, 40 to 50 hours with your kids of of, of quality time every single week. As a church, uh, we get one, one hour a week with those kids. Uh, God has designed it for you to be the primary disciplers, you to be the primary spiritual influence in their lives, and for us as a church to come along and supplement what you are doing. So I cannot stress that enough. You heard it in Lynette's own story uh, about the impact that that her parents had in her spiritual development. And so thank you so much for, for bringing that up, because nice. that, that is such a a great reminder for all of us that are raising kids or grandkids uh, because it, it always starts at home. Uh, Well, Lynette, thank you so much for being on uh, the podcast today. Um, I've learned a lot as I expected I would, and I know our our listeners will uh, learn a lot as well. And uh, we're looking forward to continuing our series as we're walking through our real life church vision statement. Pastor Joel spoke on prayer in the first week. this last week, I was able to speak on living out God's word. And this next week, is, as you talked about your love for Jesus, we're going to be talking about loving Jesus with all we are uh, because they're, they're uh, linked all together. Prayer, obedience, love, and sharing Jesus with all we have, uh, they're, they're all linked together. So we hope you guys have a great and wonderful week,
0: and we will see you this weekend at Real Life Church. Well, thank you for joining us it's because of you that this ministry is possible and allows us to continue to help bring the lost people that don't know jesus christ just one step closer to knowing who he is if you've enjoyed this podcast would you share this with a couple friends and and by the way don't forget to subscribe so that you're the first to know when brand new content begins to come out click the share buttons Post to your social media, tag us at Get Real Life. For more information, please visit getreallife.org. Thanks again for listening. God bless, and we'll see you next time.